melanin evolution. You are now tuned in to another episode of Bourbon and Books, the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Another edition of Bourbon and Books on the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEB, that's RLJ, along with Cousin Jeff. And we are back for another episode of Bourbon and Books, man. I'm glad to be back. I know uh, we've been out of pocket with Bourbon and Books for a little while, man. But uh, I, I blame Jeff. I blame Jeff, Brother Jay. I blame Jeff. And the book that we are going to review this evening... Uh, yeah, I, I blame him as far as the pause for the cause, man, because, uh, yeah. Blame the light-skinned man. It's okay. It's all right. Well, I guess you are the lightest out of all of us. Well, I don't know. Me and you be battling, man. I, we I, do. I, I need some sun. We do. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, oh, he got a little skincare going on. Let me, <laughs> let me see what his, his night routine is. <laughs> Exfoliating and moisturizing, baby. Exfoli- Exfoliating and moisturizing. He got some of them locks so tall. <laughs> they don't sell that at Target. I say, what well, he using? They don't, they don't sell that at Target no, and Walmart. No, no, you got to, you got to go to the, the, the boutique. Yeah. So, Voices in the Mirror by Brother Gordon Parks. An autobiography. An autobiography. Yep. This book was not available on Audible. Uh, Kindle. Nope. iTunes nor Spotify. Nope. And no ebook, no ebook, no nothing. It, it, we, it was, it was voices in the mirror. And Brother Jay, you couldn't even walk into a Barnes and Noble and buy the joint if you wanted to, if you tried. It, no, they was like, ah, ooh, ah. <sighs> they looked at the screen a couple times, and I was like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. You go to a library though, but then you gotta, you know, for those of you who haven't been to a library in quite some time. Um, you probably need to Google search your local library and you might get on the library's website to see uh, if the book is available. However, it is available at your local public library, university it library. It's it's available. So, um, but, you know, in terms of uh, the changing of the times and technology, nah, you, you ain't going to be able to download it on your phone and listen to it on your way to work. Nope. Support the libraries. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is that why you, is that why you recommended this book, man? It just like, get us to stop being lazy truth being told almost in the beginning i used to you know audible and the books on like apple whatever but i i go to the library for a lot of these books i'm proud of you i'm still uh subscribing to audible since it comes out of my account every month and so uh, me too man i gotta use so i got some credits to blow man we gotta talk about that after this show the next book the Fair. way my checking and savings work, working right now. I understand. Library. Yeah. Real, real rap. Right. Library it is. Real rap. Right. Real rap. Right. Real rap. Right. Real rap. Right. I ain't judging you. So the cover of the book looked different depending on what edition that you got. Um, And so I'm just going to say when you saw the title and whichever cover you had, what were your initial thoughts? Um, Well, for me, I did see the variations of the uh, cover, but... The uh, cover of the book that I had, um, it, I mean, I, I see why it wasn't really readily available um, on different platforms and stuff because the publisher is a black publisher, a publishing company, from my understanding, out of Harlem. 
And so I'm thinking like maybe, you know, one of them, one of them weird things, you know how it's like sometimes you can't get uh, certain records or albums from an artist over a particular time frame because like they had problems with the label or somebody owns the publishing or something like that. So I'm thinking like that's probably the reason why the book wasn't readily available. But the uh, copy that I had um, had a younger version of Mr. Parks on it and he's kind of holding a book and then it had like an older version of him in the corner like uh with actually holding his camera and um you know kind of kind of old and rustic as far as the cover but i thought it was kind of dope because um as an artist right it's it's very rare that you find like exceptional artists that have like long lifespans or my or my like or my tripping like I mean because he's 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 like a, an American artist, you know, crossroad I mean a crossover mainstream artist in addition to being a a black artist, right? And so what was profound to me is that you know as a photographer, um, I could see like him age on the cover of the book, and for me, um you know, voices in the mirror kind of being in the center of the book. Um, it was almost like, I don't know. I don't know if the, maybe I'm reading too deep in it. I don't know if the older version of him and the younger version of him, is he looking at himself in the mirror as his younger self or older self? And so that's the cover of the book um, that I had. But um, yeah, I, I, I picked up on that, but it actually has um, the older version holding the camera in the younger version, actually, I don't know if he's writing or whatever, but he's he's holding like a manuscript or something of that nature. The cool part, what I what I became somewhat excited or at least interested in, I'm also on the cover of the book. It talks about the introduction from um, Melvin Van, Van Peoples, which is the father of Mario Van Peoples, and Melvin Van Peoples and Gordon Parks. They're kind of the forefathers of what we come to know as black sport black sportation movies. Hmm. So you learn something new every day. For well, I knew, me, I, I knew about Melvin Van Peebles. I didn't, I didn't know the significance of Gordon Park. But thank, thank you, thank you for enlightening me, brother Jeff, by way of your recommendation. I think that's what you was getting at. No, I, I, I pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hey, we we just starting off where we left off at, you know. Fair enough. From, from 2023, um, I think for me. I just always knew I was going to read this book. So it didn't really matter what it looked like. However, when I saw the cover, I don't know, it reminded me of like, say like your uncle back in the, the 60s. It, <laughs> voices in the mirror, like I didn't think too deep on it. It was just like, oh, look at my uncle. Old school picture. Mm. But when you think about a title like Voices in the Mirror, I typically think of someone just looking in a mirror and you kind of like talking to yourself, not physically, but like in your mind, it's like you're having like this conversation. So yeah, I, I didn't think too much of the, of the cover. It was definitely like old school. Um, and the fact that this is, you know, a autobiography, I can see obviously where a, a picture just comes into play. Especially from a photographer. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, 
this was the cover that I got. Like the um, I saw that cover. Yes, uh huh. That's the yeah. one I had. The old school. Yeah. yeah, the old school. And then on the back with him with the camera. Um, it was a photo. As a photographer, I love black and white photos, especially black and white photos of black people. Mm. Um, Why? The color tells a story, right? The color adds different filters or layers to the story. But in essence, a lot of times when the photograph was framed or composed and they were shooting in black and white, they had to take in all of the things that were there, right? And mind, be mindful of the composition so that the thing that we looked at was the thing that they saw, even if it was lacking color. And so without a photograph being in color, it forces you to look deeper into the photograph to find out like, what is it that the photographer wanted us to see? Whereas um, in a color photograph, you can get distracted by all of the color and the things that are around it. And so the close-up photograph, you can see when when I looked at the photo, I'm like, oh, Brother Park's about to drop some stuff on us. And which leads us to the next part of the conversation. Oh, did he drop some stuff on us? Like I knew Gordon Parks as the photographer. Right. Like I, I was familiar with his work and why he and why he was referred to as what he was within the photography sense. But. Bruh, Brother Parks was dropping. I'm, I think chapter one was the introduction was maybe the softest chapter <laughs> of the book. And chapter, chapter one was like, all right, cool, let's get started. And it just kept going up from there one of the things that i'll say in terms of you know biography autobiography it is one of the better books that's written and when i'm saying better you know i, I put it very high up there i also just think about when this book was was wrote so you know as time goes i would like to think our you know as a society the grammar gets better when i say grammar gets better we have more techniques or, you know, we may be more educated on different um, styles that we can use. So it's a bit, it's a bit more elevated. Um, but when I think about when this was written and the way that it's written, it, I'm, I'm big for words that kind of like paint a picture. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I definitely enjoyed about this book. Not only was he writing by himself, but I can see it. I felt like I was there in, in that moment. Um, and, and to that point, I think this was like a, a, a page turner. Regardless if you like uh, this author or not, I think just the way that it's written, you just want to you want to know more or you and you also get a different kind of like look or lens about something that was going on during that time. Which I think is great, right? So certain events when we talk about throughout our life, we all we all have heard about them. But as an author, when you when you write about that, I want to see it from like your perspective, not from the perspective of society. This is what was going on. Okay, I can read that all these places, but for you, what did that look like? So that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about the book. Um, I I enjoyed uh, the fact that it was 
it was an autobiography, but it was also I don't know if I don't know if it was cathartic for him, man, because it was almost written like a daily journal or a diary almost as well. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, man. And I I was telling um I was telling Ronald about this Jeff a while back when um when we finally kind of reconciled on okay, everybody got the book, we can start reading. And like reading through his story, I mean, I knew he was a photographer and everything, but I, it it all and I'm I'm saying this jokingly with love. Hmm. It almost was like a like the scenes in the Forrest Gump movie, where like Gordon Parks, he was he was like in the right place at the right time. Yeah, for like historical moments mm-hmm. from the Great Depression all the way up to civil rights all the way up to you know him becoming uh one of the first black directors in Hollywood like it mm-hmm. it was wild to me man cuz i'm just like why are you always in the right place at the right time even though they're like uncomfortable situations yeah and you stand in the flop house your first real job is at a <laughs> basically a strip club mm-hmm. <laughs> a gentleman's club but that but it's like you working in a gentleman's club was kind of the gateway to your artistry because you write this song that was mm-hmm. influenced by your first wife and the song actually gets picked up by the the, the house band <laughs> and played on the radio and like this is your introduction into the arts and we haven't even gotten to photography yet yep like that was the that was like the craziest part to me um and it was just like damn yo he was legit in the right place at the right time and then even to the point how he picked up the camera and and bought his first camera. He was on the road. <laughs> he was on the road. He bought his first camera in Seattle, man. And the crazy part about it is everything that he did from a, a photojournalism standpoint, he was all self-taught. Using, you, you know, using using household goods to create his camera equipment and design his studio. And Ronald, you know, you could attest to this as a photographer, man. Like, Half the battle is your equipment and your setup. And, you know, to get the best photos, you got to invest in your setup, man. Like, that's and that's And to know how to properly use them. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. For, for that, I think I was really just impressed by um, his ability to kind of just be forward thinking, despite all of the different circumstances that he ended up in, you know, whether it was just uh, having to move in with his sister after his mother passed and him being like the youngest of 15 kids growing up in, in Kansas, dirt poor. And then when he's finally about to get on and going to like, I guess his adulthood, like you get hit with the great depression and the great depression rocked everybody, especially black folks. And so like his journey and the stories within the stories was something that was really the page turner for me because I just couldn't believe like yo, how do you end up? How do you end up working for life? And then they's like, yeah, we want you to, we want you to do this cover story on this uh, black militant group, the Nation of Islam, and you bef- you befriend Malcolm X as a result of it. Like right it's place, right time. Serendipitous. Yeah. It was yeah, very, man. Most of his stuff like revolved around the law of serendipity, yes. and it was just like, oh. I ran into him at the restaurant and then we started started having a conversation. And now I'm in Elijah Muhammad's house in Arizona. Like it was just like bruh. Even even to the point that, you know, kind of launched his launched his uh launched his 
photo his photojournalism career or his career as a photographer. Like you in you in a, a dress shop in Minneapolis, like taking pictures, and mm-hmm. you happen to run into Joe Lewis's wife. Like the heavyweight champion, the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis, and his wife put the battery in your back. It's like, yo, you need to come to Chicago because that's where it's at for us. So come to Chicago. And I, I, I mean, I'm telling you, man, but it's like where preparation meets luck meets meets fate, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you subscribe to. It was like Mr. Parks was in the right time at the right moment, but it all wouldn't have happened. If he did, if he wasn't as naturally born, I mean, naturally talented as he was or as dedicated to become a master in his craft. I mean, some of the photos that he's been credited for, man, um, I mean, they're they're American historic photos like Mm -hmm. like Gordon Park has permanent exhibits in most of the major art galleries and museums across America. I and think I, we're oh, sorry. Yeah. No, nah, but I but I just don't I I can't I can't say that all of that was just by chance. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I was going to say too, I think what's great about Gordon Parks is the how people talk about him, right? When you read this book and obviously I feel like it's in his voice, I can just see what type of man this was. But again, I I think it speaks highly. It's it's one thing to talk about yourself. It's another thing for somebody else to talk about you and to talk about you at the same kind of like height, if not higher. Um, the way that I even knew, I knew nothing about Gordon Parks. Let me just be honest with you. Knew nothing about him. The way how I found out about him was through uh, this photographer named, uh, he goes by Photo Dre on Instagram, but it's Andre Wagner. Andre Wagner was the photographer for, um, what is it? Slim and uh, what was the uh-huh. movie? Uh huh. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, you know the the infamous movie. Um, now it's gonna it's gonna kill me because I, I got it. Keep going. Movie. Keep going. I look. Yeah. Up. My, my man, my so, man from Get Out was in that joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was the photographer from there. Was it I, Queen and Slim? Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. Yeah. Look, yeah. we can't we can't old. We shouldn't be doing this. I never saw the movie. I haven't seen the that, movie, but I remember that, that I remember the, I remember the title movie. of it. That's your yeah. assignment for the week. Yeah. Bro. Okay. All right, well, that man, movie, not, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I amazing. haven't I haven't seen the movie yeah. yet, but I, I remember the title and I remember my man from Get Out was in the joint. You're going to you have all the it. feelings. That's all I'm going to say. You will. I, I ain't going to say you're going to cry. I'm just going to be like, you're going to feel different after you watch that movie. <laughs> Fair enough. That's my homework um, assignment. So, Photo Dre, also known as Andre Wagner, is a photographer uh, for Queen and Slim. Um, and you know, most movies, when I say they have a photographer, they had a lot, during the promo, they had a lot of still shots, a lot of black and whites, um, just a lot of really iconic photos. So I follow him on IG. The photos that he take reminds me of Gordon Parks, now that yes, I sir. know more about Gordon Parks. Yes, sir. And one day, you know, he talking about his inspiration. And again, I like photography, but I'm one of those people who like, you know, another life, I would have been a photographer. Matter of fact, I got a camera. Ask me how often I pick that thing up. Barely. But I'm just like, yeah, I wonder where he he got this inspiration from. He ends up being in, I'm going to call it like some type of apprenticeship program 
and it was through the Gordon Parks uh, Foundation. So he's doing this interview talking about Gordon Parks, talking about Voices in the Mirror was one of the first books he read. He was just like, it really changed my trajectory about photography. When I heard him say that and the way he talked about it, I was like, yo, I got to read this book. That was my introduction to Gordon Parks. Again, before that, knew nothing about him. And some of his iconic work, I have seen it before. I just did not know, like, who was the person behind it. So, again, you know, like, what speaks so highly to me about this man is just the way how other people talked about him. I haven't had a conversation with everybody in this world, but when you just um, hear more about the, the books that he read, even just listening to you all, everybody always has something positive to say about him and the works that he's done. He, he, so... What he did in this book is what he does with a camera. And every time I would go to the next chapter, I would chuckle. The way he would compose the illustrative elements in the chapter, it was it was impeccable. And it was like like Jeff said, you felt like you were there. So much so like when he was in, um, what did he call him? When the uh, I don't want to call him the cat houses. What what did he call him in the book? The bars. Okay, let's go there. The bars ran brothels. by the pimps. Brothels. There it is. That's what. Yeah. That's what, that's how he referred to him. Like yeah. so much so, like you could kind of smell the smoke mm-hmm. when you're reading or like in the scene, or like. One thing that I kept saying is like, you know what? He serendipity was on his side, but he he was no stranger to a bad string of luck. Mm-hmm. And wow. he way he illustrated it was like, yo, once I was up, I knew I was eventually going to be down. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, God dog. It's like things was and in the beginning of the book, it was kind of like you didn't want to go to the next chapter if it ended on a good note, because you knew it was about to be worse than the last time he was down and it was like how worse can it get and lo and behold you go to the next chapter and you be like okay i'm not gonna ask that question no more because like the places that he had to live in and like the things he had to endure just to survive and then we as we talk about serendipity again like just two two paths colliding when he ran into his uncle, of all people, after, after yeah, in, um, after, in Chicago, after yes. he got, uh, after what was, what he, after he fell through the plate glass window and got yeah. out of jail, yeah, 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 the, with the white guys, and then he get out of jail and runs into his uncle. His uncle saves him, puts a, him on the pool reporter on the train, on the train, mm-hmm. yeah. puts twenty five dollars in his pocket, and I'm just like, yo, had you had gotten out when you originally wanted to, you wouldn't have ran into your uncle. And it was like, mm, is that luck or is that by God design, right? And we can we can have that conversation. I guess yeah. it depends on your spiritual journey. But it's like, I was reading this. I'm like, yo, God had his hand on this brother's life. And it was evident, even though he didn't really admit it, admit it. It's mm-hmm. evident in the pages of this book that he knew like, yo, this, this <laughs> listen, God looking after babies and fools. And, and it was, it, it was just. It was, it was, 
it was a brilliant piece of work, bro. That's like, I don't even know how else to describe it. One thing that I will say that I appreciated was his ability to show the stark difference of the white experience and the black experience in the same place. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought that was, that was something that I was like, mm, Harlem is a rich man's Eden and a poor man's Beulah. And I was like, same place. And depending on who or what you were would determine what it was for you. Mm-hmm. And, and he used that technique throughout the whole entire book. Like, yeah, I'm here in the place where people told me to come, but my experience is far from what the others told me it would be. And he's staying, you know, he living in the same building with the dope man. Yeah. 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 You know, that, like, like, I mean, think, think about that. Like, oh, I'm down on my luck. I can't get no job because we don't hire colors here. We don't hire colors here. And, and the dope man essentially gives you your first job. Basically, in New York, you know, and you making pickups, but then, but then some uh, somebody else knows that. Oh, nah, I don't think you should be doing that. You probably need to be doing something else because that that that's that's not going to end well for you. Like yeah. his path just crossed different people, places, and things at the right time and the right moment. Time. But I feel even... like we, I feel like we all know somebody like that, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I can I can think of somebody who I you know, and it's not saying you had a perfect life. It's just, if you're religious, it's like, you know, God is never going to forget about you, even when times are good or even when times are bad. And some some folks, they just have, I don't know if it's, if it's the gift or if it's just you marked or if it's favor or what, but it is just always somebody who is it's very evident that they're looking after you, mm-hmm. even when you are alone. And I don't know, it's crazy. Um, to your point about just different, like his his wordplay and how he would describe stuff. I remember two times in the book when so he's describing this encounter with races. He says, We boarded the car expecting bows that never fail. And I'm just like, so simple, but it, you know, just just the way how that is 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 written, it I don't know, it's so eloquent. Um, another time, so he's talking about, you know young men dying it was, it was black pilots he says death's hang reached a number of them but never but before they expected it i'm just like sir <laughs> you could have been a rapper if you wanted to oh he was dropping some bars man but 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 in the in the grand scheme of things yo he's talking about the T- tuskegee airmen dude yeah yeah like I, I mean he ain't just talking about like some regular pilot training thing he's talking about a historic group of men. And he making you want to know more, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But but isn't that what photos, that's what photos kind of do, right? He was yeah. establishing the appetite through his work of art. And it was, I, I was, bro, like, every time I would get to a chapter, I'm just like, okay, now he's a musical composer. Ran into some misfortune. Because it was like, yo, I want you to do this, but I don't want you to do it for a long time. Like, I need you to, this this is going to help get you by. And it's going to get you to the next place where I'm going to put you in line with the next person for your destiny. And it was like, yo, he just, it was unfortunate. And then 
his love life. Oh, Sally. It, it was that of an artist. That's what I'm going to say. It was. It, it was. I, but to, to his complicated credit. complicated man. To his credit, though. I mean, dude was kind of consistent, though. Like, he he, he must have loved being married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Consistent. That's a he very was, good way to consi- describe his relationships. He, he was consistent. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, his, good, fir- his first wife, he married her twice. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> yeah, but... But then it was it was funny when he described like the goodbye each time. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I knew this should have been over a long yep. time ago, or like, boom. And then all of a sudden, I'm in love with M, or I'm in love with, and I'm just like, Gordon, get somewhere and sit down. But Gordon was like, he's an artist. No, I I see, <laughs> therefore I like, <laughs> therefore I get. And then like it was a cycle, and it was like, all right. Especially when Ola, uh, the, the woman that said, yo, I'm pregnant, and then, like, she disappeared. When he was trying to get with Jean, Genevieve, and then he was like, oh, man. Then he comes home and was like, I'm pregnant. He was, it was like, wait a second. I thought we agreed. <laughs> like, hold on, player. This wasn't what we agreed to. Then it was like, okay, cool. And then... He what he went he went to Chicago or Detroit. He had an assignment, mm-hmm. and when he came back, like never heard from her again. Ran into her randomly on six like six years later. So then I was like, well, what happened to the kid? Like I had so many questions, but then it was just like, well, she's gone. Here's this one, and then it's like, well, you love this one, but then like, where'd this young one come from? And it was like, okay, Mr. Parks, but you hey. know, that's I mean, that's 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 some artist type stuff, bro. It may be where Nick Cannon or Man, stop it, stop got his inspiration coming. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying so, to listen. Brother Parks ain't had that many kids. Man. So we, we ain't going to do not, that. We ain't going to put that out there. I nah. said where they got nah. inspiration. So I think nah. it's time to vote. I think it's time to vote. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's time to vote. You're tripping. This guy. <laughs> People can draw inspiration from anything. Sorry. But, on the black. T- but, but no, go ahead. Hold up, but before you, before we vote, man, I mean to to your point, going back to like uh, race and really being able to take photos of you know two different Americas essentially, right? When you kind of think about the title of the book and you think about a mirror, it's like race is one of those things we don't want to hold a mirror up to in America. Hmm. However. They're black voices that tell the story. So like the the title, the title, like as you all were kind of talking, it's like, oh, it, we're holding up a mirror, but the mirror is also a reflection of the voices and the experiences that we ha- have. I, I don't think I don't think the mirror was symbolic of just for him, like looking up, you know, over the time of his life and seeing the reflection of himself. I think the title also kind of talked about the different voices and relationships that he encountered. And you're kind of holding up a, a mirror to 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 it, and that goes back to what you just said, brother Jay. As far as like the tale of two cities, almost. You know, you got Harlem, you got Harlem, and black people doing bad. But you walk out in the morning and you see the skyscrapers, and that's like the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, the I clown, remember. Man. I remember. So where we used to work, there was a student that said who lived in Southeast DC. He said, "Every day I wake up." And I see a part of the city that I will never have access to. Hmm. 
He said, just in my backyard, I could I could open my back door and I can see the landscape of a city of the part of the city that I'll never have access to. And I'm just one of the first one of the first uh, assignments that he got was to take pictures in South Southwest D.C. and extreme part in extreme poverty. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy that you say that because like that's part of his experience, like telling the tale of two cities, even even within our own nation's capital, even within the nation's capital. And so it was it, it I this was a definitely um, this was one of your better choices, Jeff. <laughs> I thank you for it. I thank you for it. You can't just say it was a, a good book. It got to be better choices. It's a new year. Fair. I fair. 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 <laughs> so on the Black Power Fist scale, what say ye? I mean, for real, man. You know, I, I at first I was like, I'm a dock it because it's hard to find. But I mean, if you want to find it, I suggest everybody go out and, and read it, man, because it's uh it's a history lesson. Um, and I don't know, man, like it, we throw, we throw greatest of all time around, like pretty liberal these days. And, um, I think Gordon Parks probably one of the greatest, one of the greatest artists of the, of the 20th century to be real with you, man. It's, and it's kind of trippy too, because the older that he got, he kind of looked like a black Albert Einstein a little bit. Like with the hair and the, and the thick mustache or whatever, I and can like, see that. And you know, you kind of equate genius or like uh, uh, organized chaos, but you're still genius. And um, one of the pieces that I I picked out in the book, and he t- kind of talks about like somebody asked him, well, how did he end up with so many professions: photography, painting, writing, uh, musical com- composition, film, and he said, really it wasn't necessarily based on um, passion. It was more so like fear. He never knew he had talent in all of them, but it was like, oh, I want to do this because society and bigotry says that I can't, right? And he kind of used that as motivation. And for me, um, I just think it's a story that people should should know and appreciate, man, and, and learn something different. Uh, I'm gonna give it five five fists on the scale, uh, but it's 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 um it was it was a hidden gem for me because I didn't realize Gordon Parks had so many different connections to figures that I hold near and dear to my own heart. You know what I mean? Whether it's Malcolm X or Muhammad Ali, um, you know, hell, Marilyn Monroe, Barbara Streisand, like he. He he was he was in the know of everything, and you know, God bless the dead. R.I.P. to uh, Richard Roundtree, like Shaft, man. Like think about think about how many how many uh, black men were influenced by Shaft, and this was a creation of Gordon Parks, really out of many of the the crime exhibits, and him kind of taking a deeper dive and looking at how crime was devouring cities in the fifties and the sixties. And Shaft was kind of like the the antithesis of that, or the superhero to go out and and solve all of the crime for the for the black man, right? 
And so, man, I I, I appreciate the book, um, learning more about him. So, yeah, I'm going to give it five fists, man. That's a long, long way, way of saying I'm going to give it five fists, man. But so so with that said, Jeff, you know, you all you off the hook, man. But you know, I was I was kind of jive tight for a little bit. Look, when you're looking for a treasure, it's not gonna be easily found. So I when you found did, it, I see what you did. Found it, the rest is history. I see Come what you did there. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You know, I I'll just say this. Certain certain books move you. And when I just heard Andre Wagner talk about Gordon Parks. I just knew the book was going to be great. I really, I didn't care if the book was going to be a thousand pages because again, how, how people talk about other people or, or different books, the way that they are talking like that alone can just move me to say, Oh, I need to check that out. It can be in the category that I can care less about. It can be in sci-fi. It can be, uh, you know, in, a certain part of history, which I don't care too much about, but I'm more so interested in the artistry of it. As you said, and just echoing, like, this book is like a must read. I feel like even if you aren't a reader, or even if this isn't necessarily in your wheelhouse, there is something that you would take away from this book, or at least something that you would just love about it. Um, a couple of the themes that we talked about that stick out to me is one, you can't be what you don't see. And I feel like that was a play off of kind of like the title. Also, too, I just felt like at times, um, you know, life wasn't it wasn't kind of uh, Gordon, but I believe life awarded him with his patience and his boldness. He appeared to be patient in every step that he was in. But he, there also was a sense of boldness from a standpoint of even things that he may not have been an expert about or he wasn't. Um, super confident in his gifts, he he went and he did what he had to do. That's like when he walked into that uh, big store with the big windows and said, hey, you know, can I take the photos for the window? Everybody just not going to do it. Yeah. And again, I, I think it was uh, just a boldness about him. We've said this before, but I just want to reiterate, you know, he paved the way for Black artists to tell their stories and just to commit to making work I would say that embodies um, the complexity of who we are as Black people, which I feel like that's a newer phenomenon, but it's, it's good to see. And, and I feel like Andre is kind of like that photographer too, right? You got like these great photographers who, you know, they take pictures of people, places, and things of that sort. But then you got photography that it, it tells a story. It can literally be somebody sitting in a room, but the way that this uh, photo was taken, the angle, the lighting, what's in the photo, what's not, how they're holding their head up, what instrument that they have or don't have, it's just like telling a lot. So I'm really appreciative to know that he was one of those people who pioneered it. Um, it kind of sucks to me that in this age of social media, and again, maybe it's just me and the little pocket of the internet that I'm on, but people don't talk about Gordon Parks enough, if you ask me. I think most people in this day and age wouldn't. However, I think what he was trying to do versus what this generation trying to do, two different things. I think Gordon Parks was trying to tell a story. Most folks who are taking a picture, I feel like you're just trying to get some likes. That's it. Whatever going to get you likes, isn't you know. And it may not be a story. It's like you X place. Oh, let me get a picture in front of this sign. 
boom, opposed to like, there may be a story within the story. Yeah, you're at this iconic place that everybody has been to, but everybody taking this same angle every time they take the photo. And again, it's about the likes and it's not about the story or you're just looking at something um, differently. So to that, I don't think they would appreciate him as much. However, I wish people would talk more about his works. Now, he does have a foundation. Yeah. And I, I think if you are an artist, you are very aware of who he is. But I, I believe that what he did during his lifetime can touch more than just arts. I mean, obviously, it was in sports. It was in, uh, in I mean, entertainment. It was, it yeah, was in all yeah. these other things. But I personally don't feel like people talk about that as much. Only if really you're in photography and some like in the film uh, realm. Again, I if, think if I, I think I think we I think we for the general public. But if you like to your point, if you're an artist, you know about them. And this mm -hmm. is for hip hop heads out there is listening. So uh, Great Day in Harlem, the iconic picture. Uh, Gordon Parks didn't take it, but the iconic picture taken during the Harlem Renaissance of all of the all of the famous black artists and poets and authors during that time. Gordon Parks recreated that for hip hop mm -hmm. in a double uh, XL magazine. Mm -hmm. I think the I think the picture was shot in like '98, but it legit had hip hop artists over different eras from all parts of the region, uh, all parts of the country, and they commissioned Gordon Parks to take that picture mm -hmm. because, like rappers, like they say, Gordon Parks is like a rapper's rapper. <laughs> Or the, you know, like the bars that he was dropping, yeah. like all of the rappers were like, they they were more excited about the fact that he was taking it versus the fact of being in the picture. Right. Like when you hear Rakim talking about him or Slick Rick talking about him or Questlove talking about him, like, yo, this, he, 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 he transcended generations. But if you're an artist, you probably have an affinity and a great appreciation for him. And therefore like, some of your favorite artists that are out there now probably are fans of Gordon Parks. Therefore, you should check them out. Yep. With that being said, you already know the score. I'm giving it five-fifths all the way. Today is a new year and a new day. <laughs> we ain't we, we ain't giving out three and a halves no more, three and a quarters, three. The first book, be careful. Don't right, yeah, I said yeah, this early, no? Yeah, yeah, the, the bar set pretty high. <laughs> I'm not I, picking uh, all the books, so you know I can't give them all fives. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, the thing that I wrote down in my journal was, I liked being a stranger to failure. And I read it, and I was like, mm. and as I was trying to go on to the next sentence, I couldn't because my finger stopped. Being a stranger to failure and i was like that might have to be my motto this year like i gotta be a stranger to it I, I can't know it it can't know me we gotta keep it moving upward right and so it's five for me right and so that equates to a five on the black power for scale for bourbon and books voices mm. in here now i have to ask this i mean it's only so many books that we've read where we've all gave them fives I can't remember. I mean, what's only like two, maybe three tops? That, like the book game, maybe, maybe two. And I can't, the crazy part is I can't remember. 
I have it somewhere. Tanahashi was that one of them? Was that one? I thought that was one. I thought that was one of them. Yeah. I think that was yeah. I think that was Tanahashi. We gave him five, I believe. And I don't know the other one. Yeah, the other one I'm not sure. But I guess that was an autobiography, too, right? Mm -hmm. Quasi. Yeah. So. (laughs) This petty guy. I'm answering the question. Wow. <laughs> on that note, man, uh, five fists on the black power fist scale. Four, voices in the mirror, an autobiography. Gordon Parks, uh, author, photographer, musician, director, uh, man of the world, cosmopolitan, Renaissance man, you name it. Uh, it gets our stamp of approval here at Bourbon and Books on the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev, along with Cousin Jeff. Your boy. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, keep reading. Be light. Be light. Be light. Be light.